The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Symbiotica, Symbiotica, we cannot say enough good things about this partner. We love this brand so much. We are on so many of the Symbiotica products. We recently just did a Q&A live stream session with Shervin, the founder, in their headquarters because, like I said, we love this company so much. Lauren and I are on the vitamin D3. We're on the B12. We're on the magnesium. The magnesium spray, do not sleep on that. They have such a wide offering. We recently also just did an episode with Shervin, the founder, and talked all about parasites and gut health. They have a new product called Para-X, which is phenomenal. I suggest everyone go and do their research, listen to that episode and check it out. This has been an absolute game changer staple in our routine ever since we discovered this brand. What I love about these products is most of the supplements are liposomal. So you actually eat them. It's just like implementing them into your diet. It doesn't come in pill form for many of them. You really can't go wrong with any of their products. They're phenomenal. And we've done so many episodes with Shervine on this show talking about all of the different offerings they have. And like I said, it's really just become a staple in Lauren and I's routine. We take them everywhere when we travel, when we're on the go, in the office, throughout the day. And we definitely notice the difference. It's just been an incredible change for us. So check them out. They have a ton of great offerings. But like I said, check out the ones that we just suggested if you haven't started yet. Visit symbiotica.com slash skinny for 15% off site-wide. Again, that is symbiotica.com slash skinny. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com slash skinny for 15% off site-wide. Enjoy. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! Various points throughout all of evolution, we've had much more hydrogen exposure than we do right now. For instance, the oldest waters we've discovered in the world, deep below the Canadian Shield, two billion years old, have detectable dissolved hydrogen gas in them. It's gone out of our atmosphere and our water, but more importantly, recently in evolution, we're not getting it in our diet anymore. So up until maybe a century ago, we ate way more fiber than we do. The average human would have eaten about 100 grams of fiber a day. And you're producing hydrogen gas by fermenting that fiber as it goes through your system. So now today, the average person on a Western diet eats about 15 grams of fiber a day. Coming in hot again with another episode of the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. Today, we have Alex Tarnava on the show. Alex is the inventor of the Open Cup Molecular Hydrogen Tablet and represents water and wellness in today's episode for a discussion about all things hydrogen. This is an extremely interesting episode. Lauren and I learned so much about hydrogen, how we evolved with it, how we don't get nearly enough of it anymore. In this episode, like I said, we're going to discuss all things hydrogen, what happens when your body needs hydrogen and doesn't have it, what to do if you have joint pain, how hydrogen works in the body, the real cure for inflammation, which I know so many of you are going to be interested in, and how human evolution has affected the nutrients we get into our system. This is a very health-focused episode, very science back, and Alex is an absolute authority in the space. So this episode is going to be for anyone that wants to live better and add a little bit of that extra push. This episode was fascinating. Lauren and I took away so much from it. With that, Alex, welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Okay. So hydrogen is to me, and maybe it's because of my line of work, a very random thing. How did you even discover this? Like go back when, like, is it when you're a child, teenager? Tell us like the story behind us. It's about a a decade ago, nine years ago. I just had like a, a life changing event. At that time I had a completely different business. I'd be traveling about a week a month and I'd be working 110, 120 hours a week while I was on the road. But I'd only work two, three hours a day prepping for my next trip when I'd get home. I was uh, competing in CrossFit. I was training martial arts several hours a day. I was working out like six hours a day. That was kind of my life. And I got really sick and they don't know exactly what happened. It was a mystery virus. My best friend at the time got really sick too. He was basically missed like weeks of work with pneumonia. And this is a guy who was like top three in triathlons and stuff. For me, it hit me different. My inflammatory markers were about 70 times abnormal. I had a sudden onset narcolepsy. So if I sat and just wasn't talking and wasn't active doing something for about a minute, I'd fall asleep. I was sleeping 16 to 18 hours a day and I had central nervous system fatigue. So what kind of that meant is 
my strength wasn't affected, like my deadlift, my squat, my bench press, none of those lifts were affected. Anything that what was explosive, I couldn't do. Like I went from a 54 inch like box jump to I couldn't jump an inch off the floor. Do you think that the nervous system fatigue was from working 120 hours a week and working out six hours a day? I mean, that's a very gnarly schedule. Yeah, it, it, it could have been. Was but your friend I, doing the same thing? He was working construction and then training probably three hours in the evening okay. every day. But it happened to us both at the exact same time, okay, which is it. very abnormal and in very different ways. I know the doctors at the time thought I had a virus. They couldn't figure out what it was. Was there something that you guys were doing before together or a place you went or something you ate? Uh, we were roommates at the time. Ah, and did they look into mold? No. So you have no idea still to this day what it is? No idea what happened. All I know is that it lasted two or three months. And when the dust finally settled, I had polyarthritis. So I developed osteoarthritis in 11 joints. The worst of which is my left shoulder. Like I can't move it. And what about your roommate, him too? No, he's got some issues and he was never the same. The arthritis hit me way worse. Huh. So one day you're normal. The next day, what's the difference between arthritis and polyarthritis? So it it just means I had it in multiple joints. So like 11 joints, I developed osteoarthritis like overnight. Wow. So at what point are you even having this hydrogen idea after all of this experience? When that happened, you know, and I, I was meeting with like the, the, you know, GP that I was dealing with at the time, which was a walk-in clinic GP. He started putting me on like a thousand milligrams of naproxen a day, which I just knew was not sustainable and sending me in for cortisone injections. And I just knew that wasn't sustainable. And so I had tons of free time and I couldn't train like I used to. So I just, I went to PubMed and I just started scouring for anything that could regulate the inflammatory response, right? Cause I'm like, I can't just beyond a thousand milligrams of naproxen a day for the rest of my life. Is naproxen a steroid? Um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. So it makes it it makes you not be in pain. Assume my scientific yeah. background yeah. is minimal. At yeah. Yeah. So uh, naproxen is just uh, like a brand name of naproxen would be Aleve. Okay. But I was on like, you might take 200 milligrams of Aleve a day. I was on a thousand. So like five times as much, which is going to cause like serious, like, you know, gut distress and you know, side effects, which is exactly what happened. So at this time, I'm just scouring research and I discover all this research on molecular hydrogen, but it was really unheard of at that time. And I I had disposable cash and I bought this machine for like $5,000 that said it made hydrogen water. And I'd incorporated a ton of other things into my routine, trying to limit the amount of naproxen I was taking. About Nine months later, though, I was back to working out again, not to the level I had before, but I fainted a couple times within a week in the gym. Mm. And that's dangerous. Yeah. It turns out I developed multiple ulcers. And so I was from all the naproxen or from all the naproxen. Yeah. So I wasn't like processing my food. So they had to take me off the naproxen. And within like a week, all my joints were like, seized like i couldn't put on a shirt couldn't put on socks like i was just wrecked so i'm thinking about my whole like protocol i'm like nothing was working but the proxin and the cortisone injections you know it turns out and i'm like well this is a five thousand dollar paperweight to this hydrogen water machine so i went back to pubmed and i just started scouring more articles and uh, out of curiosity i searched up molecular hydrogen again and there was a ton of new research in like the last nine months again showing it works it works it works and that really pissed me off because the machine i dropped 5k on wasn't doing anything but it just dawned on me how do i even know this machine is making hydrogen and how much hydrogen is it making when you say it works are you saying it was it was working to relieve joint pain or it wasn't working at all no but i'm saying the papers that you were reading yeah it was working for regulating inflammation there actually were papers on osteoarthritis at the time too so showing it protected against you know advances but there was also papers on like say like muscle soreness and all sorts of things and it just it wasn't working for anything for me but i started buying the full like studies to read the methods of how the researchers were making hydrogen water and in not a single study i bought were they using a machine like the one i purchased they were almost all making it in their lab fresh and so i started doing a deeper dive 
aimed to how to make molecular hydrogen and hydrogen water. I just got really obsessed and I started making it in my kitchen. How? And this is so like some breaking bad shit. The first iterations of the tablets I got, I, I was, I, I quickly found out that the, the magnesium that I needed to make the hydrogen in the United States is controlled you know, by the state department and you need huh. security clearance and which I ended up doing going through this nine month process of multiple interviews and showing my end use of the product for them to release the goods to me. But I was getting it in from China and Eastern Europe originally, sure. like to do my R and D. So you're ordering uh, premium magnesium that you can't get where you are. It's like from another element country. magnesium. Like when you think of like magnesium, when you buy it off like the shelf, that's a magnesium compound. So it might be like magnesium oxide. This is just magnesium. There's nothing attached to it. It's the earth metal. It's very rare, right? It's hard to come by. So you find a magnesium dealer in China or Russia. Yes. You start importing it into the country. <laughs> but, but then like I was, when I was getting it, it wasn't saying magnesium. It was saying like silver paint color, right? Like, <laughs> And then I, I started realizing, okay, well, it's illegal for these countries to export it too because it's controlled everywhere in the world. But it was enough to do my early R&D, start working with the U.S. government to try and get an end use on this. And I, I started messing around with it in my kitchen and, and using organic acids and binders to try and get it to work. The, the, big, the first challenge is magnesium floats. So even if you, you get the right pH and buffering in the water, the magnesium is floating at the top and all the gas goes into the air. So you need to get it to sink. That's why you need it in a tablet form, right? So it goes to the bottom and the gas rises up. I was having some success. And actually, like, as I developed the tablets, my joints loosened up. And I, I started going to the gym again. I'm like, oh, wow, this is working. But then I had a sober second thought. I'm like, you know, I'm a quick learner. And I know enough about this to do what I'm doing. But I don't want to win like a Darwin Award by blowing up my house with me in it, dealing with like magnesium and hydrogen gas. And, and pause for one second, just to get further yeah. clarity on your background. Did you have a Did you study this kind of stuff in school? Did you no. have any background? Uh, so I, I'm I'm self-taught. I, I had innovated on different technology before. Uh, my last business, a partner and I innovated on uh, platinum fuel cell technology what you use for like roadside breathalyzers and we put them in vending machines and put like 15,000 across North America. And I've always loved science. I just didn't get formally trained. So I knew enough about it from being self-taught to go down the road. But I also knew enough to know this is a lot more complicated than my current understanding is. And what so, was your current career or what was your career path leading up to this? That last technology. Okay, I so had. you were always yeah. inventing different things. Yeah. So I found my founding partner. He's a, a PhD in organic and synthetic chemistry. Works in the pharmaceutical industry, and I, I uh, tried to hire him to to look over what I was doing. And our first conversation, he basically, uh, and he's from England, and came off very very uh, English. And he just basically said, "This is the worst pseudoscience I've ever heard in my life. I'm going to save you the 150 bucks an hour. Don't hire me, right?" And he elicited all these reasons why it was a really dumb idea. And I rebutted every single one because I, I'd been looking into this for, you know, a year at this point. Like what's um, one of the ones that you rebuttaled? He, he just said, you know, hydrogen's completely inert. It has no purpose in the body, right? Even if we can hold it in the, the water, it's not going to work. It's not going to do anything. And if hydrogen did work, you'd inhale it. You wouldn't dissolve it. In water because you could get a much bigger dose which both are very very logical but i started showing him all the the research the preclinical and the clinical research on what hydrogen was doing in the body and then showing him comparative studies showing that even at 1 100th the dose hydrogen dissolved in water will raise cellular concentration as much or more as inhaling it so it, it has very very different bioavailability and so that kind of piqued his interest a little bit and he said okay, it looks like there's enough evidence to, for me to help you out here. I'll take a look. And he started playing around with my chemistry and I started sending him new studies every day to take a look at. Randomly one day, a couple of weeks in, I sent him a clinical trial on a, a disease model that 
I didn't know at the time, but he was actually the lead chemist working on a drug for that disease model. And he called me for lunch and he said, listen, the rest of the studies weren't my area of expertise. So I just have to trust the findings. But unless this is fraud, this works. I wish the drug we were developing worked this well. Do you want to commercialize this? Are you looking for a partner? And how does he know it works? Just from the findings. So the, he the was study. giving it to the people. In no, the no, study. no. Uh, he, he read a clinical trial Got that it. I had sent him. Got and it. it just happened. That was the first clinical trial that was, he was Relevant an area expert. Yeah, yeah. Got on. it. So when you start, like, what are some of the things you start sharing with him that are working in the body when it comes to hydrogen? At the time, like, we, we weren't understanding how it was having so many different effects. It's when something's called, like, pleiotropic, it does so many different things in the body. Now we do, but it almost seemed too good to be true, like, eight, nine years ago, because it was regulating the inflammatory system. It was regulating, you know, our, our redox, like the, the harmony between oxidative stress and antioxidants. It was stopping various disease progressions. It had, was having metabolic benefits and brain benefits. And that's just not, not the case. That's not how, say, single molecules tend to work. There's just so many good things that were happening. That exactly. It's like, that seems strange. But, but now... Over the last nine years of research, we're starting to really understand why that is the case with hydrogen. Basically, hydrogen, it's something called an adapted stress, right? So it's the same thing as like exercise or cold exposure, or heat exposure. With exercise, for instance, if you don't exercise at all, you get really sick. And if you exercise way too much, you get really sick, right? And all these adapted stressors, they're, they're basically light stresses that make us stronger and more resilient. Hydrogen is actually showing not to just be an adapted stress, but to regulate our response to other stresses. Interesting. Give me that glass. I'm going to have some right <laughs> now. Give me, give me um, all those glasses. I'm going to make this. And, and, and as the story has started like piecing together, we're understanding a bit more why. Hydrogen has been with us since the very beginning. Do you guys know what our mitochondria is? Sure. Yeah. So hydrogen actually was part of what ended up becoming our mitochondria. So the, basically the, the first eukaryotes, which evolved into our mitochondria, were hydrogen dependent. They used hydrogen as a fuel source, right? And then they started expelling hydrogen gas and then they turned into our, our mitochondria that we know them in, in living life now. But now the bacteria in our body, much of it produces hydrogen gas through fermenting non-nutritive carbohydrates like fibers and other bacteria is consuming hydrogen gas. So hydrogen is part of this ebb and flow that we have in our body. Various points throughout all of evolution, we, we've had much more hydrogen exposure than we do right now. For instance, the oldest waters we've discovered in the world, deep below the Canadian Shield, two billion year, years old, have detectable dissolved hydrogen gas in them. So, so basically over time, the hydrogen's gone out of our water, which is not good. It's gone out of our atmosphere and our water, but more importantly, recently in evolution, we're not getting it in our diet anymore. Mm. So up until maybe a century ago, we ate way more fiber than we do now. The average human would have eaten about a hundred grams of fiber a day. Wow. And you're producing hydrogen gas by fermenting that fiber as it goes through your system. So now today, the average person on a Western diet eats about 15 grams of fiber a day. And fiber is something that, and correct me if I'm wrong, it really helps us maintain and lose weight. And if we aren't having that fiber, we gain weight, which is why maybe we see so many obese people. Yeah, possibly. And, and here's a kicker that the research is showing. It becomes a double-edged sword because when we're looking at the, the response to fiber in middle-aged overweight people, between 60 to 80% of them no longer produce hydrogen gas when given fiber. They're producing methane instead. So as we're not eating any fiber anymore, it's disrupting our microbiome. And then even when you get fiber, you're not producing hydrogen gas. And hydrogen gas has this critical regulatory role within our body that is now absent. So in most people. This is, well, this is fascinating and also very interesting because obviously we got connected through Water and Wellness and Robert yeah. Slovak and Robert came on the show and talked about his discovery and, you know, getting proper minerals. And, you know, obviously yeah. we talked all about Kinton and all that. Yeah. People can go and listen to those episodes, but this has a very similar path in the sense that his argument, one of his main arguments is that 
we don't get nearly enough minerals anymore in our system and obviously proper magnesium and all of these yeah. things because of the soil and yeah. also because it's something of, like 80 to 90 percent of americans are deficient in magnesium yep and so when he came on the show we talked all about that but this on a similar path maybe one of the basis of your argument is we don't get nearly enough hydrogen and fiber yeah. anymore and and when we do, not in the way that we evolved to adapt, because with adapted stressors, you know, say like exercise, if you exercise all the time, you're never given recovery. You're just in a chronic state of stress because we need stress and then recovery. And that's what drives positive adaptation. So we used to say not eat one day as we we're trying to forage you know, and, and traveling. And then maybe we only eat meat because we killed an animal. And then maybe we find a, a grove of fruits and vegetables and we consume just copious amounts of carbohydrates and, and fibers in them. So we were getting that this spike of hydrogen and then a drop. And this is actually what we're seeing in the research. Say you take a cell culture or even like mice, if you expose them to hydrogen 24 seven, there's no effect right? It doesn't work. It's only when you give them an intermittent spike of hydrogen gas once or twice a day that you see all these positive adaptations start happening. So when you're taking this hydrogen, what, how do you take it? I change my protocol every six months. I think that just like exercise, if you do the exact same workout every sure. day forever, it stops becoming exercise. So right now I'm having like five tablets first thing in the morning. I'm a bigger guy though. One of the things that I've been going down the rabbit hole on, and I actually gave a, a talk at an academic conference in Europe this past October on this, is the discrepancy in the translational research of molecular hydrogen. And, and this is actually something we see a lot in the supplement industry, is that an ingredient will show all these effects in a mouse, but then when we dose it to humans, we're giving them like 1% of the equivalent dose of what the mouse got. And we're actually seeing this in hydrogen too, right? When, when we translate the relative dose that the mice are getting to what humans are getting, it's nowhere close, right? So we're and, taking way too low. So when I first start, yeah. discovered this stuff, I discovered it years ago, actually, when we were living in LA, but I don't know how, probably just reading around the internet, but I was taking like one in the morning and yeah. one in the afternoon. You're saying that may be too little for someone? It, to it depends on the model. Right, okay. because there's been a wide range of where we're we're seeing a response. Like for instance, um, you, we seem to need much less of a dose for improvements in athletic performance and recovery than we do in liver health. Like liver health and and hydrogen has been showing to drive liver homeostasis as well. So if you go out and you have a bunch of margaritas, you should probably take three or four. You, you probably need more, right? And, and it's going to be based on body weight too, right? So it, like with hydrogen, like most molecules a smaller person's going to need less than a bigger person. And also in how it works at regulating and adapting stress, if you have more stress, you probably need to take it more. Like but if it you're, sounds like everyone needs this though. It's not one person yeah. or the other person. Or It sounds like it's something we all need, correct? Yeah, we, we definitely do all need it. Now, what I'd say is if, say, you are a crazy healthy person and say you have like a very high fiber intake, maybe just take hydrogen days you have abnormal stress. Like, huh. are you flying? Did you have a really hard workout? Did you have a couple of drinks? Did you have a bad sleep? Right. And this is actually, we have a lot of research on improving brain metabolism after sleep deprivation. We actually showed to improve brain metabolism more robustly than caffeine after sleep deprivation with the hydrogen tablets. And hydrogen is, is not a stimulant. It's just correcting what's going wrong after that stressful event. I am someone who travels a lot and I'm constantly trying to be healthy when I travel, but it is a struggle, but leave it to the Westin hotels to fix this issue. Okay. You guys, first of all, they have over 200 destinations around the world and they're committed to all things wellness. So what they've done is they've made travel an opportunity to actually enhance your well-being. They have like this whole situation that's dedicated to move, eat and sleep well. They even have a Weston workout fitness studio. It's equipped with state-of-the-art equipment and you can customize your workouts while on the go. They have like Bala products that you can borrow during your stay. They really thought of everything. You can do your own thing in your guest room with workout and recovery gear. It's all available on on-demand through Weston's gear lending program. 
You should know they also have Eat Well. They have Weston chefs and craft design dishes to keep your well-being in mind. So they've really zoned in on portion control. They think about nutritional balance. They're just committed to helping you eat healthy, nourishing meals. And lastly, they have Sleep Well. This is all about recharging your body and mind with a restorative sleep. Weston's even has a renowned heavenly bed. So they really thought of all the things health and wellness-wise at Weston Hotels. There's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well. So you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Weston. I'm going to make things so easy for you when it comes to probiotics. I have done my research with a microbiologist and I have found the best probiotic and it is Just Thrive Probiotic. I can't say enough good things about this probiotic. It's something I take every single day for the last three years. I take it with my lemon water and it doesn't have to be refrigerated. So it makes things so easy for you. You know it's doing the job and you don't need to like run around and travel or be on the go with something that needs to be in a refrigerator. Like how annoying is that? They also have a product that goes with it, which is a psychobiotic, and it's called Just Calm. So these work in tandem. The probiotic is going to be really good for your gut. And then the Just Calm is really going to help you respond to stress better. So the two mixed together are absolutely incredible for you and your immune system. I just don't shut the fuck up about this product. I talk about it all the time. You've seen it on my stories. I think it is the best probiotic on the market. And here's the deal. 70 to 80% of your immune system lives in your gut. It really is the core of your health. So if you're not taking that seriously, I don't know what to say. This is such an easy thing that you can implement. And of course, we have a code for you. So they gave everyone code skinny90. You get 20% off a 90-day bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm at justthrivehealth.com. Use promo code skinny90 at justthrivehealth.com. I have done the Prolon fast and I heard about it through one of my friend's tinks and she just raved about it. So I tried it. I really liked it. I thought it was a great way to like reset And I've learned a lot about fasting on this podcast, so it made sense. And recently, they launched a Prolon Fasting Shake. So this is 18 years of cutting-edge nutrition research. They basically designed something that's scientifically developed to keep the body in a fasting state without spiking blood sugar. So, I mean, I think this is so innovative. It's made with clean ingredients, quality ingredients, including 21 vitamins and minerals. It's also vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, non-GMO. And what you can do is you can use it during your intermittent fasting window. So if you want to intermittent fast, but you also like feel like you need something, this is going to keep your body in a fasted state. Fasting is something that people have been doing for hundreds of years, and there's a lot of research and science to support that. It's really important that you do it right. So I would definitely check out the Prolon Fasting Shake if you're into learning more about fasting. Check it out. It tastes delicious. See what a difference the Prolon Fasting Shake can make. Right now, all Skinny Confidential listeners save 15% off your order. So you're going to go to prolonlife.com slash skinny and you get 15% off. Prolon, L-O-N, life.com slash skinny. Get started today at prolonlife.com slash skinny. I remember Robert coming on and telling us about how he actually used hydrogen in his foot bath to heal his foot that I believe you said was broken. Besides ingesting it, is there ways like that that are creative to use it for other pain? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we we have, and Water and Wellness has the H2 relief and those are what Robert used. I've done a similar thing. I I, I broke a toe kickboxing a couple of years ago and I, I got pretty remarkable results. But We've got a couple of case studies doing that. Explain what you mean. Like you took a foot bath and put hydrogen in it. Explain yeah. what you mean, how you healed well, I took foot. A, yeah, a bucket and I put water and dropped the hydrogen tablets in. And, how many know, days, How many times? Every day for like a week. Uh, and it really, it, it's, yeah. it has healing properties. Yeah, it did. And we actually, uh, one of um, our uh, clinical trials, we were equivalent to, but trending better. If they'd recruited just a couple more people, it would have been statistically statistically significant for hydrogen over rice protocol. So the go-to protocol healing after, say, an ankle tear is rest, ice, compress, elevate. 
Okay. And so in pro soccer players, they measured either the hydrogen tablets or rice protocol. And in, in numerous markers, hydrogen was almost significantly better, but from say like a, a, a practical sense was better, right? Than rice protocol at healing the ankle tears. So let me like to give the audience maybe like a protocol. I know like you're just meeting me and you can't like diagnose everybody here, but if I am a 170 pound male, exercise regularly four or five times a week, eat decently well, yeah. you know, get decent sleep. If I was going to create a protocol for myself, where would you start? And then I guess people can kind of like adjust, you know, up, down. Yeah. I, I like varying how I take hydrogen and say for days that I take a hydrogen bath, I don't drink it. Okay. Right. And, and it's actually getting into the tissue in very different ways. Like drinking it in the water is going to help your metabolism, your brain better. But when you take a bath, it's really going to get into your soft tissue and your joints a lot better. So I, I feel much better in my joints and my muscles when I take a bath. But if I'm really tired, a bath doesn't do anything for my brain fog, but drinking the hydrogen water does. When you were healing and you discovered this hydrogen, how did you implement the hydrogen into your healing? And what did you notice the differences? Because you said you, you, know, you had all these different things going on with polyarthritis. Like yeah. what ended up happening with you taking this? So basically what, what happened at the time, the two biggest ones that were bugging me were my shoulder and my hip, and they didn't get cured by any stretch of the imagination. Like hydrogen isn't magic. It hasn't regrown my cartilage, but they loosened everything up enough that I could get back to exercising and get back to like daily life. And because, what about all the prescriptions that you were on? Could you get off? Yeah, I stopped them. So you could stop the prescriptions. Yeah. It loosened up your joints so you could start exercising again. Yeah. And it's something that you use every single day. I use it. Uh, I take a bath once a week. So I drink the hydrogen water six times a week. Okay. But once every six months, I wash out for one week and then change my protocol. Huh. So what I'll go back to probably after a few more months when I switch is instead of drinking every morning upon waking, I'll drink right before exercise. Okay. So you start it. Every, okay, so right now you're doing every morning upon waking for a yeah. guy your size, maybe five tablets, but an average person, maybe two? Yeah, yeah. Two. I mean, most of our clinical research uses two, but in some of our clinical research, we've used four or five, but those have been more like serious kind of like disease models that aren't applicable as much to like Just an average healthy person. And so when you do a bath, how yeah. many tablets do you drop into a bath? I mean, I overload it. Our clinical research, like we'll use like, you know, 20 tablets, Okay. you know, out of the, 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 the bigger ones. Like and are the, you doing the that relief. in room temperature water? Or are you doing that in hot water? Hot water. In Alex, hot water. I'm going to walk in the fucking bathroom and this motherfucker is going to be in the bath <laughs> with bubbles <laughs> with 20 tablets of hydrogen. Yeah. No, for sure. Sipping a hydrogen drink. Yeah. No, but you said it. don't sip it during the bath. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so for... You know, your symptoms were extreme and it sounds like a lot of them were relieved by the use of this, but what are everyday symptoms that you see people having once they start implementing this? What do they see change? The biggest one, and this is actually what drove the clinical research, and it was so hard for me to convince researchers to, to look into this because there was no existing literature, but energy, like focus, brain stimulation, energy. One of the reasons we've advanced so much in research is I just kind of took my work ethic and I realized that I, I was going to have to be the salesman and convince all these, you know, public researchers at various universities and hospitals to look into hydrogen because to privately fund this through contract research organizations, well, I'm sure it was expensive. We, we have 17 published clinical trials, a handful of preclinical trials, about 15 more clinical trials underway. It would have been like, in the nine figure range to, wow. to fund this all through CROs. I was going to ask but, you what, like, how did you even do this? So when I developed the technology and when it was finally, you know, ready and, and from when, you know, Dr. Holland and I got the chemistry, right. We then figured out it was way harder to make millions of them than to make 20 at a time in a mortar and pestle. Like the chemistry completely changed. I to buy every textbook and read every study and read every patent I could on, on pharmaceutical formulation for lubricants and binding and everything like that. It took us from that date to when we finally got our first production ready tablet, 
2,000 iterative adjustments and 17 failed scale-up attempts. And, and, over and a year, from a period of time, what does that look like? Over a year of me working on it full-time, wow. right? And hiring consultants and trying to do everything. Since then, we have thousands more iterative adjustments to get where we're going. But when I finally got that first production-ready tablet, I'm like, well, I need to validate this. I'm getting higher levels of hydrogen than any of these other technologies that researchers are doing in labs. And so I just, I went to work and I emailed the corresponding author on every single paper that at that time was published on molecular hydrogen for therapeutic benefit and said, hey, I've got this technology. I can make a quality placebo. I'm happy to donate everything under no, like they're called gag agreements. So usually when industry funds research, industry has a final say on if the results get published or not. So if they're not favorable results, they go in the garbage. So you only see trials when it works and you have no, no idea how many times it, it didn't work. It failed That's to fucked. get the positive results. It is fucked. It's completely fucked. Right. So you, there could be a product in the market that finally gets one positive clinical trial. After 10 attempts. But the so 10 it doesn't work. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what, what about yeah. the government with, with this? Is this something that the government doesn't want us to know about? How has that been? So the laws in the U.S. are very clear, but most people in industry don't know them. Everyone in the pharmaceutical industry knows them, but nobody in the supplement industry knows them. Enlighten us. So it's a first-to-file system in the USA. And a lot of times, effective supplements get removed from the market because of a pharmaceutical industry petition saying that, hey, this is an investigational new drug. This can no longer be sold as a supplement. So is that what happened with NMN? That's exactly what happened with NMN. That the pharmaceutical industry proved that they had started clinical research and filed INDs before the NDIs, the, the new dietary ingredient I notifications. I no idea what you guys are talking about. What's so, NMN? NMN is uh, a supplement, okay. but maybe you can explain it better. Uh, yeah, nicotinamide mononucleotide. Have you heard of like NAD+. I've no. So like, like you've NAD? Heard of, you've heard of NAD. NAD. Oh, yeah. NAD. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But this is like a precursor you take to increase yeah. NAD production. Got right? it. So... Basically, what happened there is even though the supplement industry ingredient suppliers did file NDIs, new dietary ingredient notifications, before anyone from, or like before we knew anyone from pharma had filed INDs, because pharma doesn't have to publicly disclose the date that they filed the INDs, they then went and proved that they'd filed them before the supplement industry had. So, so to it's clarify, a first to though, file. This does system. not necessarily mean the supplement needed to be off market because it was a bad supplement. It's just because exactly. of the filing in the it, US it, system. Exactly. The filing in the US system. So what I did knowing that, right? Because I said, okay, are there conspiracies? How does this work? Right? Because when I entered this industry, everyone was saying, Oh, you're gonna get shut down by pharma. And so I, I hired consultants and I looked into the laws. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be if I beat anyone from pharma. To filing. But just, okay, so, but just real quick on this, just for people listening. When they say shut down by pharma, big pharma will file these petitions or whatever, or, or yep. they'll file these things in order to preclude other people from entering the market and competing with them. Is that correct? Not no? anyone in pharma, but anyone to sell it as a supplement. Okay. So if, if how the, the FDA views things, if, if, if something is a legal supplement first, it can then become a drug, right? And once it becomes a drug, it can still be sold as a supplement because it was a supplement first legally. What's an example of something like that that happened? Hmm. Trying to think, it usually doesn't. Because okay. usually when it's a, a supplement first, it's off patent and there's no money in it to make it a drug, right? But it, it, it can happen in the law. So not but, to go down like a weird rabbit hole. I know people like, yeah. I don't want to get in a whole Caffeine, caffeine's an example actually. Okay. Come to mind because caffeine is considered a drug by the FDA, but it was legal in, in foods and supplements. But once before. something's being sold as a supplement per se, yeah. there's not nearly as much money as when it's sold as a pharmaceutical. Yeah. And so maybe the pharmaceutical companies would not like those things, even if they're working because there's no money in them. Exactly. Unless they can control it because it can take anywhere from nine to 10 figures, like hundreds of millions to even one, $2 billion to launch something as a drug. So if they don't have exclusivity to corner the market, they won't do that unless there's a very specific way that they can can gain this. And this is kind of the angle I'm I'm going at with the hydrogen tablets. I, I first went and it took you know a few years. It was 
over 300 page dossier that cost, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars that we submitted to the FDA and it's a, you know, expert advisory panel. And we got what's called a no objection, meaning the FDA didn't object to the hydrogen tablets. They gave us what's called new dietary ingredient status. And then we filed another one for what's called generally regarded as safe, right? Like an expert committee saying this is safe for consumers to use. So for the hydrogen tablets, we're a fully legal supplement or food either or in the United States. And uh, unless there's something that that shows in the future that it's seriously unsafe, which which would be absolutely shocking because all the clinical research has had no safety issues whatsoever so far, will forever be allowed to sell as a supplement or a food. But that means we can now investigate disease states as an investigational new drug. So you can see if potentially this could take the place of a pharmaceutical that's used to cure other disease or work against or, other or work with them, which is what we've been doing. And okay. we've done a, a bunch of preclinical research so far showing that the hydrogen tablets delivered with pharmaceuticals in, in mice, right? So preclinical has shown synergy with existing pharmaceutical drugs. Is there any so. drugs that hydrogen cannot go with? Like say someone wakes up and they're taking a, a daily something. Is there anything that it, you, you are like, do not take hydrogen with this? There's no known contraindications so far in the research. Okay. Only thing is in a couple studies in, in diabetes, diabetics have had to lower their insulin which is actually a good thing. Diabetics have had had to lower their insulin. So yeah, it is, so it sounds like that's good though if someone has yeah, insulin resistance. Yeah. But forget their let's say they're not diabetic. Let's say they have insulin resistance. It sounds yeah. like that's that would help with insulin resistance, correct? Yeah. And, and we got to be very careful um with, that's with this I as think. a disease state. <laughs> and we're doing something right now called called a, a CARS report with with a handful of professors who who aren't attached to the company that my company is commissioned to do this. So a car support, it means credible and reliable scientific evidence. And, and this is actually where you can get legal claims on supplements, you know, or foods in the USA is if an expert committee that are an expert in the field, all sign off and say, this does this and it supports what's called structure or function in the human body. And this is what's great about hydrogen because say for instance, with, with blood sugar, Hydrogen supports a healthy blood sugar range, but it doesn't continue lowering it once you're in a healthy range. So it's not a blood sugar target, but a downline effect of how it's working is it's keeping people in a healthy range. So hydrogen actually fits in absolutely perfectly to the laws in the United States right now in that a supplement can support healthy structure and function of the body. But it doesn't take you beyond. But it doesn't. Exactly, because a pharmaceutical, say like you, you take a pharmaceutical meant to, to, you know, lower something, you can lower it too much if you're on too high of a dose. In the research, hydrogen has never done that. It promotes something called homeostasis, which is kind of like harmony. And, and this is what makes it really important. And I know a lot of people will talk about hydrogen being an antioxidant, but it's not. And that's a good thing. Hydrogen regulates something called redox homeostasis. And that's the yin-yang harmony between oxidative stress and our antioxidant system. So we have beneficial oxidative stressors and nitrosative stressors. Like nitric oxide is a stress, right? H2O2, we need these. They, they play critical roles in our body for cell signaling. And what happens, and this is what longitudinal research shows too, if you take too many antioxidants, you go into something called reductive stress. It's the opposite of oxidative stress, but it's just as harmful. So hydrogen can't take you to reductive stress or to oxidative stress because it regulates our body's own production of both antioxidants and these beneficial oxidative and nitrosative stress. So it sort of gives you what you need. Yeah. And that's why in say nine out of 10 trials, hydrogen has a strong antioxidant effect but in maybe one out of 10 trials, it shows a pro-oxidative like, effect, but for a beneficial result. Because they have too much antioxidants. So for yeah. somebody, have, you, have they done any trials to show if there's any kind of like preventative aging or anti-aging properties in yeah, this? So we, we have one on, on the hydrogen tablets and we had very strong results. It was a, in an older population. Drinking up. Um, <laughs> and uh, we affected a lot of like the, the biomarkers associated with aging. Like we lengthened telomeres, 
We improve DNA methylation. We improve brain metabolism. Have you guys seen any of the research on like they call it like vampire research where they take the blood of a young mouse and put it in an old mouse and it rejuvenates. So that's linked to a a protein called TT2, TET2 and hydrogen doubled TET2 in the blood. Wow. So So can you give it to kids? There's actually research on hydrogen even for infants. So how would I give it to my infant? In labeling laws in the US, you have to to put, so I have to say here that you have to ask your practitioner. I will ask my practitioner, how would you give it to your infant? I wouldn't unless there's any stressful event, is okay. what I'd say. Because when they've given it to infants in clinical research, it's when, say, they, they've had like hypoxia, right? So they have high inflammation because they've had like oxygen shortage. Because hydrogen's not going to do anything unless you have high stress. Got it. And the younger you are, the less stress you have. Got it. So for a young kid, maybe if they get hurt or if, you know, like you're traveling and they don't sleep, right? You can give them hydrogen to correct the stress that so occurs. we are going to travel for, we're going to be on an airplane for a long time. Yeah. So I can slip a hydrogen well, and, in their drink. And uh, I mean, hydrogen uh, has shown in several trials to protect against radiation and UV damage. Wow. So, so when you're walking through those machines yeah. too, at the airport. Yeah. Or, or on the airplane where the UV radiation is super high. So let me, huh. so. Wow. Actually, NASA was doing research on hydrogen cool. for radiation. So would you just bring a couple of these and then pop them on the plane when you're... I, I take them about them. an hour before. Wait, you don't hour. pop them, right? Yeah. You put them in water. No, no, but I mean, yeah, yeah. pop them out of the thing. Yeah, out of the I, I want to know some stories that you've heard from people that are just, you know, regular people who have tried this and it's like blown your mind. So, so many of them are uh, disease state stories so that I can't, I can't really, you know share got it the ones that i hear the most are, are just like people just like wow like i took this i was like feeling like crap and i took it and like 15 minutes later my head was clear and i was like ready to conquer the rest of my day and, and that's what kind of drove we did two clinical trials on it that showed it worked better than caffeine equivalent or better than caffeine in different parameters because it's just correcting brain metabolism and actually, when we went deeper in it, and I, we've heard tons of stories about like weight loss and extra activity. And actually, across three clinical trials, we've shown weight loss and improved body composition in the hydrogen tablets. Why is um, that? Why, why weight loss? So the most recent clinical trial we, we did, and, and at first we're like, okay, does it come down to improving brain metabolism? Because the more active people are, they're going to lose weight just by activity. And, I, and actually, in the one uh, study where we reversed metabolic syndrome, which is pre-diabetes and we were effective and I think it was 21 of 22 measured outcomes for metabolic syndrome. The, the professors were, were debating how to report this because uh, the patients had journals and the patients in the hydrogen group started becoming more active. They were reporting going for walks and getting active and they're like, okay, well, this is a confounding variable. But then other professors on the trial were arguing, no, it's not. That's how we expect hydrogen would work. It's giving these people more energy. And so they're out seizing their day, you know, maybe that's not like a pharmaceutical-like pharmacological effect of hydrogen and weight loss, but it's making them more active, which is leading to the weight loss. But now there's a different piece of information we got from this uh, recent clinical trial that was just published this spring. This was on on, uh, an all-ages group. They were overweight, not even obese, but it improved body composition, weight loss. It improved brain metabolism in the overweight people. It also improved gut health, you know, in, in a, a couple ways. But when they went deeper into the brain metabolism, they found that it regulated the chemistry involved in satiety, meaning that it might work to make people feel more full. So instead of overeating or eating bad foods, if you feel, if you've had that satiety, this would help regulate. Slow down your, your eating. So maybe not as, as good as something like Ozempic, sure. right? But and ha- having a significant effect, like these people are losing, you know, one, two pounds a month, doing nothing else different than just taking hydrogen. The Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. One of the most prominent themes 
that we see across the board for people to live a better, more optimal life is to get better sleep, whether it's from weight loss, stress management. So many of us go to sleep at night with so much anxiety, with racing thoughts. One great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through, which is why I love the platform BetterHelp so much, because therapy gives you a place to do just that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. It would be crazy to think after all these years interviewing these high performers that have had so many benefits going through therapy to think that it doesn't work. We know it does. It's a tool that many high performers continue to use and talk so highly about. And this is why, again, I love BetterHelp so much because it gives access to people right from the comfort of their own home to start talking to a therapist today. This is why we love BetterHelp so much because it gives access to so many people from home right now, from the comfort of their own bedroom, their own living room, their kitchen, wherever you want to do this, from your phone, from your computer. So what is BetterHelp? BetterHelp is therapy that is done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. No more waiting in waiting rooms, no more driving to an office. You can do this again right from the comfort of your own home, and it's completely affordable. So get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash skinny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash skinny, betterhelp.com slash skinny to get 10% off your first month. Jordan Harper came on our podcast and showed me in front of me her skincare. I was blown the fuck away about her glow pads. I was using them on my arms, my hands, my neck. I couldn't use them on my face that day because I had makeup on. And then I went home and used them and I could not believe it. And basically what they do is they remove dead skin cells and they also minimize breakouts and they even like even your skin tone out and you can see it right away. They sell out all the time. And I was telling her, I'm like, oh my God, this is the thing that I am going to tell the audience about because I just can't stop using them. I brought them on vacation with me and I just really noticed a difference, especially just to like exfoliate my skin. I think they're so nice before you start your skincare. So what I like to do is I like to wash my face, scrub it really good, and then I will use a peel pad and then start my skincare routine. And everything in their line is designed to boost collagen production, reduce redness, puffiness, and calm and soothe the skin. Again, try out those glow peel pads. You can't go wrong. They also have like the Everyday Eye Hero, which is like a medical grade silicone reusable eye patch, which is such a move. You can use code SKINNY to get 15% off your first purchase at barefaced.com. Again, exclusively for the Skinny Confidential listeners, Barefaced is offering 15% off your first purchase on barefaced.com with code SKINNY at checkout. This episode is sponsored by DraftKings. If you're somebody that can't watch that game without having a little bit of extra skin in the game for yourself, DraftKings has the perfect platform for you. I am somebody that when I watch sports, I like to have a little skin in the game. I like to feel like I'm also invested, which is why a betting platform like DraftKings is so enticing. It's so exciting because you can now make your own bets on this platform for yourself. DraftKings is here as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and it's giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL games. Download now and use code SKINNY to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code SKINNY only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPNEY or text HOPNEY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, C dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. I know you talked about anti-aging. Yeah. But talk to me about the beauty benefits. Is their skin, is their nails, is their hair? We want to know yeah, all so those. Hydrogen has had a, a couple clinical trials, actually a lot of clinical trials showing improvements in skin, but most of them have been like disease states like eczema, atopic dermatitis, 
but uh, there there was one that bathing in the hydrogen water showed a reduction in wrinkles. And there's a oh lot of studies gosh. showing reduction in UV damage. There's another piece, you know, and I, I kind of want to talk about this a little bit. There's a couple of studies on hydrogen inhibiting something called advanced glycation end product crosslinking. And when we think of why we get wrinkles, everyone immediately thinks of UV damage, but there's two reasons we get wrinkles. There's ages and UV damage. And the reason that we don't know about ages is because after about 25 years of pharmaceutical development, we have yet to find a molecule that can break the most common age glucosapane, even in a Petri dish. So ages are one of those things that they accumulate in our body over time from the day we're born. And as they accumulate, they break down our collagen. They, they stiffen our arterial walls. They break down our muscle. It's why we end up tearing muscles more the older we get and our muscles weaken. It, they cause like brain issues or one of the driving causes of, of diabetes. And we actually cannot get away from them. The only thing we can do is slow down how many we have because we get ages in two ways. One, we can get them like exogenously from the food we eat. Do you guys know what the Mylard reaction is? No. Anyone who say like a, a baker or a cook knows a, it's like the browning on a steak or okay. the crust of a bread, right? That's actually what ages are. And that happens inside our body. And that's why it stiffens us up. So when you say eat that brown steak or that, you know, bread, you retain about 3% of those ages that just stay in your body and, and form these unbreakable connections between your, your proteins and lipids. Wait, wait, wait. So when I eat crust on my sourdough, you're telling me it's making me age? Age faster, yes. But on the flip you side, not if you brown don't, my steak. Michael cooks my steak. I do not want a brown I steak. pretty good, honestly. No, I want like, yeah, I mean, literally it's delicious. Give it to me That's raw, why we do it. Right? It's delicious. It. But I mean, there, there is uh, no diet that you can do to get away from them because huh. the other way that we make ages, the, the sugar, the glucose in our blood reacts with free radicals and we make them inside our body. So if you eat just a lot of carbs and you don't have any browning on anything, you're still going to create these ages endogenously. But also, you can breathe it in from cigarette smoke and smoke and pollution. So we're getting assaulted by these all the time. The best way I want to describe it and how it breaks down like our, our proteins and everything in our body is think about like a brand new set of sheets, right? When they're brand new, they're malleable, they're strong. You fold them, unfold them. There's no wrinkles. You tear at them. Nothing happens. And then you think of a starched out set of sheets. And th that's ages and you can't get the wrinkles out, right? And they tear easily. And that's what happens inside our body. So every day that goes by, you accumulate more and more of these ages. And the only thing you can do is try and prevent them because there's nothing, nothing even in a Petri dish that we've developed after 25 years, because it's one of the key targets for a lot of disease models. It's one of the pillars of why we get grow older in age, but the pharmaceutical industry has not found a single compound that can break them after they formed. Has hydrogen? It can't break them, but it slows down their formation. It delays it. And, and it. There, there's actually a lot of um, natural ingredients that have shown to inhibit their formation, so which is the best we can do. We can just slow down the progress. I'm on the hydrogen train. I've been on this train, though, for a long time because of, of, of Robert and Shervine and just yeah. everyone's. But now after talking to you, I'm like, OK, I need to do this every day because sometimes I'll miss I'll miss a couple of days. Yeah. What, what would you tell me to take as someone who works out? Obviously, I'm a woman, mom. I, I'd take it most days for sure. Every day you work out, okay. any day you're traveling, I know you guys travel a lot, okay. right? Especially before you get on a plane. And especially if like, I don't know about you guys, but I usually take earlier flights. So I'm up yeah. early, like, you know, when I came here on uh, Friday, we got like four hours of sleep. How many would you take if you were me on, an, on a flight? I'd, I'd probably just take two for you because, you know, you're two. not that, that big of a person, okay. right? I mean, the reason that I take like four or five a day is because one, I am a bigger guy. Two, I have arthritis and 11 joints. Right. I work a lot. I mean, I kickbox three times a week. There's I lift weights two, three times a week. I'm often up working until 2 a.m. And then my phone's ringing at 7, 8 a.m. I'll go back to sleep after I get my first round of calls and everything in. But 
I, I have a lot of stress. So like two is a good place for an average person yeah. to start. Yeah, yeah. The hydrogen water machine that mm. you told us about in the beginning. Yeah. Now that you know all this information, was it fake or did it work? So I, I got this reagent and I tested it. I knew you. Right? <laughs> um, one of the things about a lot of these machines is they rely on the source water. Okay. And where we are in Vancouver, there isn't very much minerals, right? It's less than five TDS, right? Five BPM TDS. So I was getting 0 0.03 parts per million in this machine. The tablets with our gas chromatography results in 500 milliliters, we get 12.4 parts per million. So we're, we're hundreds of times higher in, in, in our hydrogen. So you wouldn't like invent a shower head that has hydrogen coming out of it. You would just say take a bath with and I'd, put I'd the hydrogen in it. Take a bath so that it's it's constant contact on on your skin. I, I've worked with a couple, couple companies trying to develop shower heads for hydrogen and the levels just haven't been high enough in my opinion, like even trying to use a tablet, trying to use other ways, they haven't gotten the levels of H2 high enough. In the bath, you can get the level quite high, right? And it can have very strong results. But just like in general, like, and what I want to say, say with two tablets a day, two tablets a day and, and the hydrogen tablets get by a landslide the highest concentration of hydrogen out of any technology in the world. Typically, the, the best competing technologies are, are maybe a third of the level. Right. And so yours is just worst, like pure. It, it's so much more. And, and how we do this, and, and you want to drink the water really fast, you want to chug it because there's limitations in making hydrogen water. Okay. But here's a question. So, you guys, when you put the hydrogen tablet in, yeah. you want to do room temperature water. Yeah. But it, it sort of froths up. Do you have to wait until it's done frothing up like no. an Alka Seltzer and drink it? I, I, I chug it. Like as soon as that tablet rises, have as soon you as ever service, swallowed the I, tablet? As soon as it's yeah. done. And it's fine. I want to say this. The reason we we don't say swallow the tablet is because if someone has very weak stomach acid, it could potentially cause an ulcer over time doing that because the tablet might sit against their stomach lining. But it's easy to just but wait for it to dissolve. So just exactly. wait for it just to dissolve for it and dissolve. then chug it down. But like any, like, and especially if you, you swallow a tablet and you don't drink enough water, right. that's when it could, could have an effect on it. But for me, when the tablet's like super small, when it rises to the surface is when I chug it. Okay. But for consumers, I say wait until it breaks apart. Okay. So, right? so you chug, chug you can put two in the water in the morning yeah. and you, you wait. I, I put dissolve. five in a liter. Wow. So, so, my, so my final question before we go was actually two questions. How did you get connected with Robert Slovak and water and wellness? Basically, when I developed this and I, I put it on this like a internet group and this is like eight years ago, probably. And I got contacted by Robert because he had a different hydrogen tablet. He'd been trying to develop hydrogen tablets for years and they weren't working very well. We just started talking and he's like, I, I was going to start a brand and keep it exclusive. And he's like, no, he's like, this is so esoteric. You need every brand in the industry talking about this. I'll private label it off you. I'll introduce you to people. And he just became one of, I guess, my biggest allies and endorsers in the industry. And he was my first customer. He's a good guy um, to know. Yeah, he's a super good guy. Yeah. And a character. Hi, yeah. Robert. We are going to do a giveaway for a bunch of water and wellness products. We'll do a bunch of my favorites, which are the hydrogen and the Quinton minerals. I'm obsessed with both of those in the morning. All you have to do is follow at Water and Wellness Co. on Instagram and tell us your favorite takeaway of this episode with Alex on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick. We also have a code on Water and Wellness. Just use code SKINNY. Can you tell us where the audience can find you if they have any questions? So you can find me on uh, alextarnava.com or I have a ResearchGate account. So I've published quite a bit of research on, on hydrogen and, and some other topics as well or LinkedIn. I'm not big on like Instagram and stuff like that. I, I pretty much never post. But You forgot your home address and personal stuff. <laughs> you are a wealth of knowledge. And I also think that you guys can reach out to at Water and Wellness Co. on Instagram if you have any questions. I personally would recommend if you've gotten anything from this episode and you want to purchase the hydrogen, I personally would start with the active H2 plus. They're the little yeah. tablets. The Chromax. Sure. And, and actually a, a big point on, on that, like we said about like the, the metabolism for the Chromax, that was a product that I worked on with Robert, him and I developing. And at the time when they launched it, I think uh, Water and Wellness was the first company that took the leap to do 
a hydrogen plus product that has more than just the hydrogen in it. So they added Chromax, which has a ton of clinical research on improving metabolism, weight loss, everything like that. Robert just really, really felt it was best for his audience to go after the weight loss and the metabolic benefits of H2. Yeah, because we I got introduced to the blue bottle first, mm. which is probably your original. Yeah, that was their original. How they and then it. when he came on the show last time, Robert brought us a big old goodie bag with, with the yeah. Chromax in it. And then yeah. if, if you're on the site, I mean, I can't wait to try the one that you put in your bath too. Mm-hmm. But I think just if you're listening and you've never been introduced to hydrogen, I would start with the active H2+. That's the one that I just mm-hmm. dropped in my water. That's the one I put in my water. I've been doing it a couple times a week, but now I'm just going to add two in my room temperature water and chug it down. I have one final question before we jump. Is there a period of time you would suggest someone try this for or measure against? Like, you know, like you're not going to maybe do this for one day. Yeah. I mean, if you do it for one day, unless you have like huge stress, you're not going to notice anything, right? Like for the anti-aging benefits and metabolic benefits, it usually takes two, three months to start seeing, you know, some, some effects. And remember, like if the average person is losing one to two pounds a month, right? That's after measuring like dozens of people, sure, right? So like your results may vary because- what if you stopped working out in that month or something? You know, you maybe have counteracted it more. But the best way to see the effects of hydrogen, in my opinion, it is after sleep deprivation or after drinking. I right? uh, to get rid of your hangover. It, after or, it makes sense yeah. though that well, we've got a three-year-old and we drink. So <laughs> it makes sense that you would have to that you would have weight loss with this because if your body's holding on to so much stress, you gain weight. And so when you don't have all that stress, it can make sense that your body would let go of weight. And, and especially like we know, like higher circulating levels of oxidative stress and inflammation can have devastating effects on, on our metabolism. They can convert more, say like brown adipose tissue, which we release as energy to white adipose tissue, which is almost impossible to get rid of. Everyone doing their morning routine needs to get on hydrogen. Alex, thank you so much for coming on Water and Wellness. We love you and come back anytime. Thanks, Alex.